0: So, you want to celebrate Christmas by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Regardless if understood or not, the era of Christianity is fading and being replaced by the age of the Church Glorious, the triumphant Church. Can we change? Or better still, will we allow the Lord to change us? You see, there will be a really great change that I doubt anyone will want to miss. But if we will not allow him to change our lifestyle, our culture, our way of worship now, how can we ever be prepared for the great change found at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51? Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Church, please hear me. People of the Lord everywhere, please wake up and come out from under the veil of deception. God has moved on. He is not doing things the same way. It's a new day, and His true church is pushing and fighting her way out of the grips of the world and its master, allowing the Lord to bring her back to perfection full circle to the garden. The greatest opposition she faces is religion. Religion hates the truth being released for this time. Like Eve, she keeps choosing the wrong tree. She defends her traditions and holidays, hating gods, and is therefore a part of Satan's counterfeit world built on lies and pagan worship. The kingdom of God is, for the most part, unseen as yet. Its physical place here on earth was first in our hearts and not visible, but His family is now appearing on the scene. As they begin to understand His commandments, His laws, and walk in them out of love and hearts that want to please Him, they stand out from the old church and the world. They walk not according to the law of Moses, but the laws placed by God on their hearts. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. The very first way you will be able to tell them from religion is their interaction with the Lord. He is there, in their midst, loving them, teaching them how to be His wife, how to be His true family, His church glorious and triumphant. She must not have spot or wrinkle, and so submits to change. Their praise is much different also, spontaneous, free. The song of the Lord bursts forth frequently. Their worship is more sincere and personal. You can sense all creation entering in as they celebrate their king. The peace and joy that animates from the kingdom of God can be felt in their atmosphere. You see, it's much different when the Lord's presence is with you in praise and worship, whether He is manifesting as the husband, loving the companionship of his wife, or as the head of the family, leading it into battle against the opposing forces of hell. It's the Lord that makes the difference, and we must change to be a part of the new way, His way. It's all about the Lord. His desires, His plans for His family, and our loyalty and commitment to obediently follow the Lamb as the Lamb's wife. Religion cannot do this. She, and I say she as her name is Babylon, according to Scripture, is a congregation of the lawless, carnal ones. Revelation chapter 17, verse 5, And on her forehead a name was written, mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. It's all about them and their needs. They will not move from their old ways and are a law unto themselves. By this, I mean they have principles and agendas that sound good, but require little change of lifestyle from the world's. She fits in with their culture and raises her family on human intellect, She is both good and evil, like her husband. She can appear as an angel of light, but at the same time be the physical manifestation of him as well. She is the leader on earth of every demon from hell. Revelation chapter 18, verse 2, And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons. A prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Her people have been running the planet for years. She rides the back of the beast, man's governments. Revelation chapter 17, verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. You know them. They dress up on Sunday. Babylon looks good. She is rich. Her people buy her books, her videos, her crosses and jewelry with the Lord's name written on them, making them appear holy on the outside, while inside they have never left the world or its ways. Revelation chapter 17, verse 4. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, And adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. The kingdom of God is not in their hearts, only the lifestyle and culture of a world fashioned by the will and pride of their leader. Revelation chapter 18, verse 3 For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, the kings of the earth governments have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. They gladly support her false doctrines and lies with their tithes and offerings, so the next generation can be snared, separated from God, and shaped into the image of their father. There are, however, sincere people trapped within Babylon's walls. It is those The Spirit is calling to. You know them also. They are bored as they sit in the congregation. They realize there is more to God, but many times do not actually have any real relationship with Him. They sense they are called to do something, but have no idea what. Many of them are dangerously close to wondering if God is really real, or if He is, does He even know they exist? Unfortunately, many of their leaders fall into this same category, so how can they answer their questions? There is also leadership that may continue teaching and doing what they were taught in Babylon seminaries, but behind the scenes, the Spirit has awakened something in them that tells them there is more, and they are restless and searching for truth. To them, the Spirit says, Come to living waters of truth and eat fruit from the tree of life. God encourages these at Revelation chapter 18 verse 4 to come out of her, my people. Revelation chapter 18 verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. He warns even the merchants to come away as she will burn with fire at the time man's works are destroyed. You see, it will only be those who follow the Lamb, changing their lifestyle, making their robes white, that will remain. Yes, I said, remain. It is one of Babylon's many lies that will be gathered up to heaven and not experience God's wrath. Yes, God's people will be gathered, but to a spiritual condition not understood by the religious community. There, the doors of David's spiritual tabernacle will be shut against the wrath of God by the one that holds the keys of David. As the result of his sacrifice and victory on the cross, once again, the blood of the Lamb will protect the dwellings of his family. He who holds the keys, however, still holds the door of opportunity for those who love him, so they can choose life, eat the knowledge from the tree of life, and be nourished on this truth. He invites them to marry into the family of God through His covenants and then to allow His commandments, His laws, to set them free from religion and the world she governs that will soon perish. The anointing of the anointed cherub, Lucifer, will fail her, as greater is Christ who is in those who love Him. He will protect those of his family that obey his house rules, his commandments, as that is why he gave them, to set us free from the enemy. The religious will never understand this concept and will perish in their ignorance. The religious hate any truth that will take them from their comfort zone. If they would only think in that zone is sickness, cruelty, sadness confusion, and death. The kingdom of God, on the other hand, is love, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit with no sickness, pain, or sorrow. It's a simple choice, the tree of life, Jesus, or stay a part of the family tree of good and evil, Satan. Will we be a part of the first Adam or the last Adam? Will we choose the bondage of religion? With the freedom of the church glorious. All creation is eagerly waiting for the right choices to be made. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Babylon ridicules the ways of God's people and rejects truth that necessitates change. She picks it apart, looking for something to catch God's people wrong, just as she did the Lord Himself. Babylon, through those that will not change, criticizes God's people that are carrying the precious end-time message that can protect them. She is therefore condemned to perish, loses out on kingdom life, and rejects its king. Humanity is very close to coming full circle, returning to the original perfection. Sadly, those that refuse change will not be a part of this. They have been successfully assimilated into man's culture, and Satan wins. This is the season of Hanukkah, or the feast of dedication, a time of change. This feast was celebrated by Judaism and the early Christian church in commemoration of God's intervention on behalf of His people at a time that they no longer chose to be a part of the world's religions or the culture of the existing empire. In fact, Jesus Himself celebrated it. John chapter 10. Verse 22 and 23. Now it was the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah, in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. A little family of people with a handful of others that felt the same way attacked the opposing forces, engaging in a three-year battle, and with the help of the Lord, regained control of their city and temple. Unfortunately, in the course of the battle, their menorah was broken, and all but one day's oil was lost. As the menorah was the light of Israel, they decided to light it, even if only for one day, to celebrate God's victory. To their surprise, the lampstand burned for eight days. It was truly a miracle, and so symbolic of today. Once again, God's family yearns for kingdom ways, His will to be done, and all to be restored to the original, perfected state when God declared, it is very good. This time, it is the supernatural, opposing forces they contend with, however. Humanity has advanced into the eighth day since its creation. Once again, God intervenes. The battle is on. A miracle is happening. And victory is on the horizon. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. To them, God willed to make known, what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ means the anointed. Jesus is the miracle oil. He is the light of the world. He is the bright and morning star. And as he rises in our hearts, the kingdom becomes apparent. The message Daniel was told to seal up until the end time and the scroll John was to close has been opened to reveal knowledge that will change the world as we know it to a new thing. No longer will Satan be free to accuse the brethren before God as he will be defeated, making the heavens themselves a new and better place. You see, Hanukkah was a foreshadow of God's kingdom, coming to establish a new heaven and a new earth. So you want to celebrate Christmas?